Hi church, this is Pastor Ryan. I just, uh, today I'm coming to you from a different, little bit different location uh, that I get out of the house and uh, record my sermon this week. So I am at the Riparian Preserve. So if you hear some geese in the background uh, or you hear some hikers go by, uh, we'll try to work through that. Uh, but I just wanted to uh, say like, thank you for joining us. Um, if those of you at our house churches, if you're watching this later, uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, I really appreciate you being a part of the table this week. Uh, this week we're going to continue our our series on on why Jesus. Last week, uh, Pastor Trevor gave a great message. If you didn't get a chance to see that, please go to our website and check it out. Um, about he gave a, a a message about forgiveness, about what it means for God to forgive us, and why we need forgiveness, and why it's so important for us today um, as Jesus followers. Uh, so today I want to talk about hope, and I want to talk about what that means for us. Um, and why hope is um, an important next step after forgiveness. Uh, but before we do that, I'm going to um, open it and I'm going to read the passage. I'm going to do something a little bit different uh, today. Normally, I don't, I don't read the passage right away. But if you have your Bibles, uh, go ahead, turn or tap to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And we're going to read uh, verses 11 through chapter 6, verse 2. It says, since then we know what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade others. What we are is plain to God, and I hope it is also plain to your conscience. We are not trying to command ourselves to you again, but are giving you an opportunity to take pride in us so that you can answer those who take pride in what is seen rather than in what is in the heart. If we are out of our mind, as some say, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Verse 18. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciled, reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. For, chapter 6. As God co-workers we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain for he says in the in the time of my favor I heard you and in the day of salvation I helped you I tell you now is the time of God's favor now is the day of salvation let's pray uh, God thank you um, for this opportunity to um, to preach your word Lord uh, God, I pray that as we um, talk through um, what it means to hope in you and, and what that looks like for us in our daily lives, um, that you, um, you allow this message to speak to the hearts of those who hear it. You allow these words to be your words, not mine. I pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen.
So our pet fish, a betta fish, Kevin, died a few months ago. And I mean, I, I, I understand, I, I took it a little hard. Uh, I took it harder than I thought I would. Um, you see, uh, we had, we, we got Kevin, that was his name, a couple months ago, a couple, a year, about a year and a half before that. Um, we got him over fall break. We thought it'd be fun for the kids just to have a fish. Um, and he was a beautiful betta fish and he swam around in his aquarium. We didn't always do the best at cleaning it. That, uh, well, that's for another topic for another day. Uh, but I found it was hard as, as it, a couple of weeks before he actually passed away, um, he kind of started slowing down, wasn't swimming around as much. Megan kind of pointed out to me like, hey, uh, Kevin doesn't really look good. And then I was like, ah, he's fine. Uh, and then he just started, then he just started just laying at the bottom. And eventually he kind of just started just not moving at all, not eating. And um, it was just kind of this process that took like a week or two for him to finally die. And I remember his, his aquarium was in our living room and I would walk by and I would find myself avoid looking at it because uh, I was afraid to look at my dying fish, which is a little weird because, you know, I eat fish. <laughs> fish is delicious. Um, and... <sighs> Yeah, it was just really hard to watch an animal that I care for slowly deteriorate. And then we had to explain to our kids what happened to Kevin and he passed away and that's a whole other conversation. And as I started thinking about this, I mean, I, well, first of all, like I was like, I was like looking up like how to like safely euthanize my fish, like how to humanely kill my fish. Um, I was looking for all these like these these answers, these questions, and because I was just really, it was just really hard to watch. And as I was thinking about, it, I was just thinking to myself, like, man, why was watching a fish die so hard for me? Especially since our family, if you know our story over the last uh, couple of years, we've had a lot of death happen in our family, and. Um, it's just really hard. It's, death is something that's hard to deal with on any level, and especially when you're up close and personal. Um, it's just a hard thing to, to do. Um, I mean, for those of you who might not know, um, Megan, my wife, her, her, her dad um, passed away this last year of cancer. He had a, I mean, a really short battle with cancer. It was one of those things where they caught it. It was late and it was, it was terminal. And um, Megan and the kids went out and, and, and lived in Missouri for about five months last year, so she could they could be closer to her dad as he was um, as he wasn't as he wasn't doing very well uh, with cancer. Just trying to get some memories. Want to have my my kids have some memories with their grandfather. And the thing I kept and this is obviously a hard topic for my kids. And the thing we would keep telling is that like, hey, it's okay, Grandpa. He was a believer in Jesus. He, he, we know that he's in a better place. He's in heaven. And as followers of Jesus, this is the promise that we have is that we, we get to go to heaven. We get to live out eternity with God. And that should give us hope. Um, but the truth is, is that that, that, that can be a hard hope to, 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 to have. Um, if you're anything like me, when I was a kid, I would go to camp every year and I would, I would get re-saved, I would rededicate my life to, to God and every year just thinking like, you know, hopefully it, it sticks this time. Um, or I would, uh, I would evangelize to my friends. I'd tell my friends about 
um, who God is. And uh, I tell them, like, you know, uh, they had no interest in going to church. They had no interest in, in, in learning about about Jesus. And I just say, like, you know, don't you want to be, don't you want to be, don't you want to just like be safe just in case? Don't you want to have fire insurance? Um, which is a horrible way of telling people about Jesus. Um, I, I was doing the right thing for the wrong reasons. Um, and I think a lot of times in life we can do the right things for the wrong reasons. Uh, I remember when I was in, when I was a kid, I was probably like tween, junior high age, um, and I was, um, I, I was really into this, this game um, and, and um, this card game. And, and one year for Christmas, since I bought my brother these, these, this, these cards and this game that I wanted to play. And, and, and in reality, he didn't really want it. He didn't really care about it. Um, that was a gift for me. It wasn't a gift for him. I, gave, I did the right thing. I gave my brother a Christmas gift, but it was for the wrong reasons. And as we as we go in, in, in our life and our walk with with Christ, we can we can remember that you know all right we have hope in Jesus we have there's heaven when 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 after we die but that doesn't always give us very much hope for today. The truth is is I mean death is one of those things that we all fear, but it's not a very good reason to live our life differently as we follow Jesus today. Last week we talked about forgiveness and about how, how we are separated from God and therefore we need his forgiveness. And he has offered that freely to us through his death and resurrection of his son, Jesus. And, and, and through that, we have hope that, that after we die, we can be with him. But I'm here to tell you today that even if, I, even if heaven wasn't even a thing, I would still follow Jesus. Because I have hope, not just in what's going to happen after I die, but I have hope in the way that I live my life today. You see, oftentimes we get so concentrated on, hey, what comes after, after this life? We, we forget to think about what's going on in, in, in our life today. And we can... We can do the right thing. We can ask for forgiveness. We can ask for, uh, for Jesus to come into our heart, but we do it for the wrong reasons. Like I said, we just want that fire insurance. And as we grow up and, and we grow up in our faith and we, we become more mature, I hope that we all can uh, recognize that, um, yes, it's great to have that hope in heaven. Yes, it's great to have that forgiveness for our sins. But the reason we follow Jesus is because we have a hope for the life that we live today. And I no longer worry about my salvation. I no longer worry about, hey, you know, was I good enough? Did I make the club? Well, the truth is, is that none of us are good enough and none of us deserve it. But that's what grace is. Grace, grace is a gift that we don't deserve. And, and the sooner I recognize that, the sooner that I recognize that, hey, I have grace in, 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 my, in my hope of Jesus, um, I can begin to live my life differently. I can begin to, um, try to try to invite others into God's kingdom today. In, in the passage I read at the beginning, 2 Corinthians, uh, there's a couple of verses I want to point out. It says in verse 14, For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. 
and he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. We have hope in Jesus, not just because of what's going to happen after our life, but because God has given us, a, a, we, we, have, we have been given a mission to live for Jesus today. Verse 17, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. This ministry of reconciliation is kind of what I want to concentrate on. To be reconciled, to, to, it, it literally means to be made right in relationship. So when we, when we repent, when we ask for forgiveness, when we ask for God's grace and, and, and salvation, we are given the opportunity to return to a right relationship with God. That forgiveness that God so freely gives us, it gives us a chance to be in relationship with the God of the universe that created all these trees and this water and this big round blue marble that we live on floating through space and all the other stars and planets that, that, that exist. That's the God of the universe that wants to have a relationship with us. And we have been reconciled, and we've been given this ministry of reconciliation. You see, Jesus came to reconcile us so that we can have that right relationship. And we have been given the ministry of reconciliation through God. So as we, um, as we continue to, to read, I want us to think about verse 20 says, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. We have been given the ministry of reconciliation. It was originally Jesus's, but he has, given, he has passed it on to us, his followers, that, that we get to invite others into, into this life. We have been made co-workers with the God of the universe. God is already at work in our life. God is already at work in the world. And we have been invited to join with him. How cool is that? It says in 1 Timothy, uh, Paul says in 1 Timothy that, that God desires all to, be, to come into relationship with, 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 with Jesus. That all should be reconciled. And when we live out a ministry of reconciliation, when we invite others to enter into right relationship, when we invite other people, that can give them hope. So it doesn't matter what, they, what the ways that they've lived their life before, they have hope in the new life that they have with Jesus. We have the hope of a new kingdom that we get to live out day in and day out. You see, it isn't wrong to be saved. In fact, being saved is awesome. But if we act as if, oh, I'm saved, I, 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 I no longer have to fear death, I'm good. That's only part of the story. We've missed the part where the God of the universe is inviting us to be co-workers with him where the God of the universe is at work making things new and is reconciling the world to himself. And we get to be invited to be a part of that through Jesus. 
at the end of the passage, it says, as God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, in the time of my favor, I, I, have, I heard you, and in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the time for us to live out the hope that Jesus has given us. You see, it is only through this, this hope that we can begin to share with other people. We can invite them into God's story. You see, that's what the Bible's about. The Bible's about us inviting others to share with us as we share God's story with others. And what does that look like for us today? I mean, it, first of all, it means that, that, we, that, that, that we have to look for where, where God is at work. We have to sometimes, we have to go into those dark places. We have to go to those places that we don't, that makes us uncomfortable, the, those dirty, grimy places, those bad parts of town where God is, is, is at work in the lives of people who don't deserve it, who are on the outside looking in, who are the least of these. And we get to join with him in creating something new in a ministry of reconciliation. B just flew by me. <laughs> um, but, uh, sorry, um, that's, that's, what, that's what it means for us to follow him, is that we get to invite others into that story as well. And sometimes it means that it, it's going to have to make us uncomfortable. And um, maybe it means that we go and we live our lives differently out in the community. Maybe there's um, places where you go, your work or, or, or things you do. Maybe you're on a softball team or um, you you go and you, um, I don't know, uh, hang out at a coffee shop or eat lunch at a certain spot. Those are the places where we can begin to share the good news. And, and, and for us as the church, this means that we are inviting others into a new way of living their life. You see, the good news and the bad news of the gospel is that the church is God's plan A. There is no plan B. There is no safety net underneath us. We have been given the, the, the ministry of reconciliation. And we have an opportunity to share that with others. So I want to invite you this week. How can you begin to live out that reconciliation? How can you begin to live out that hope that God gives us? How can you move beyond just, okay, I, I, I have salvation. I've been forgiven. And move into a life that is different. Let's pray. God, thank you for... Uh, the ministry of hope and reconciliation you've given us, Lord. God, I just pray that you allow us as your church to, to live that out day in and day out, especially as we head into Easter, Lord. I just pray that you um, give us this opportunity to share with others what it means to follow you and, and that we get to be co-workers with you, Lord. Pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Have a great day.